I'm with Genevieve Gribble of Intervivos again today. Genevieve, welcome. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Genevieve, an issue that has often come up in IEP meetings for high school students is the issue of guardianship. Could you talk about that today? Yes. Yes. This is a very, this is a very interesting and interesting and stressful area. So I'm going to distinguish, Emily, between guardianship over a minor and guardianship of an adult child with a disability. There are, as a parent, you have all these rights over your minor child. We really encourage parents um, of children with disabilities to have a will drawn up where they designate a guardian of their minor child. And this is because they're we encourage everybody to have a, a will if they have minor children where they designate a guardian. But in the case of a child with a disability, it's particularly important. Oh, I can see it is. So a lot of times children with disabilities have, they have certain, uh, regimes. They have, they have difficulty with transitions. There are certain, there are certain things that parents do and maybe they just do them automatically, you know, by the time the child is, is a little older that make life more smooth running with that child. Their change is hard. Yes, change is hard for is. these children. Yes. And to have to go with someone they don't even know or they don't know well, they haven't been around much, that would be devastating. That would be devastating. It also, for those people who become guardians of a child with a disability, it is very hard if they don't know triggers, things that might oh, set this yes. child off. Imagine going to the store with a child with a disability and there's, you know, the child, the parents knew we never go down this one aisle because uh -huh. my child never wants to leave the store. If we go down this aisle and there's something on there that, and then if we try to get them to leave, there's a huge meltdown. You don't want to leave that up to whoever you've designated to as guardians on their to find own. on their own. Oh. You've already gone down that road. Your child's <laughs> already traveled that road. So you don't want to, to put that extra pressure on either the guardian or your minor child. So what you do is you design a care plan. And the care plan gives insights into what works with your child. What are things that you have found in the past work? What are things that you found don't work? How do you have a bedtime routine? A bedtime routine could be, you know, wow, it can be the difference between, you know, good night's rest and no sleep for weeks for for guardians. And if they weren't so, already well acquainted with whoever had agreed to be the guardian, they would have time to get to know them, to spend time yes, with them. Yeah. Hopefully it's not needed, you know, we Yes. We don't but this is something that we want to have in yes. place. So if so you designate in your will and then the whoever is designated guardian would use the will as the document they present to the court and the court will give preference to their to the parents, um, their choice. They chose they would guardian. like to have as guardian. Okay, and now the second form is when the student turns 18. Yes, so once a child turns um, 18, and this is the interesting thing, your child may still be in school. Some children turn 18 while they're in their senior year or even junior year, depending on when they started school. They have until their 22nd birthday. And, the, and that's right. Children diploma. who are, you know, going under the IDEA, they are in school. They can be in school, depending on how they they do that senior year. They can be in school until mm -hmm. um, 22. 
But the law does not recognize any any difference between your child with a disability and any of their their neurotypical peers when it comes to becoming an adult, a legal adult, and that happens at age 18. So many parents have an unpleasant experience when their child first turns 18, and let's say that they go to the doctor, and the doctor is you know crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's, and they say, well we can't we can't have you here in the same room unless your child gives permission mm -hmm. because your child is now 18 and they're now a legal adult and legally it, you no longer have a right to know it, it changes the IEP process yes they they can't even be in the IEP if exactly. the child has not given permission yeah so there are ways to get around that that are not as complicated as guardianship there are things you can have a medical power of attorney you can have a power of attorney for financial purposes or other purposes something like that would enable a parent to be involved in those matters that are necessary but those documents have serious limitations when it comes to the care of a child with with a disability mm -hmm. guardianship is a process by which the law through the court system declares that an individual is incompetent and designates a person appoints a person to be their guardian and that guardian has the rights of a parent over over that individual who is an adult so it can be a full guardianship takes away all of those adult rights okay so this is a very serious matter there are cases in the law, what, what we like to see in the law is we like to see the, a more limited guardianship. That is what is preferred. But there are many cases where the individual simply needs to have that full guardianship. Yes, there are times so, when it is appropriate. I, I know parents yes. worry about, you know, am I taking away my child's rights? But yes. there are times when, when, when the child's decision-making uh, facilities are not developed well enough so that they they don't do adequate self-care on a daily basis mm -hmm. or they don't are not this is one we see where we do that a combined guardianship and conservatorship conservatorship is over money matters so if a child has no idea of the value of money you really do not want to have your child taken advantage of there are all sorts of free offers out there, but they're not free. There are offers of credit cards. There are, yes. And if you have seen that your child is easily persuaded, think if a friend asked them to co-sign for on a car loan. Yes. Something like that. Your child as an 18 year old is a legal adult and legally, unless the court gives that guardianship, then your child can co-sign and they will be they will be responsible for whatever you know whatever mm -hmm. happens after that i have i have a brother with special needs and he this this was a couple years ago he co-signed a membership for a gym for an athletic team and he was not he wasn't an active member of the team but he was friends with the, with the guys on the team and they had said hey would you co-sign for us mm -hmm. you know co-sign this this membership and he said yes and he ended up being stuck 
with a bill that was three or four thousand dollars that he had mm -hmm. to end up paying and he never used it like i said this mm -hmm. was just you know i want to be nice i want to you mm -hmm. know oh, yeah. and he is yeah. very easily persuaded mm -hmm. now if my parents or someone else had had a guardianship over him then they would have gone in as soon as that was signed they could have gone in and said presented the guardianship the letters of guardianship and said this person has a guardianship in place and this contract is void mm -hmm. so that those are the kind of powers that that power is not is not something that you can get through a power of attorney okay. that power to void a contract that comes with a guardianship or a conservatorship so and you can't what's the process for if a parent determines this is going to be necessary to protect their child so they you you're asking if they want to have a guardianship yeah they feel if like they have decided to protect my child from people taking advantage of them or just making unwise financial decisions. Okay. So here are some things. There are, there's two parties in a guardianship. There's the proposed guardian and there's the proposed ward. The proposed guardian is the, that's the parents usually a lot of times. They do not have to be represented by counsel. They can proceed under an action that we call pro se. So they represent themselves in court. That can be done. The other, the ward, has to be represented by counsel. They obviously they can't represent themselves. That You're, makes sense. The petitioners are actually saying, making the argument that this person is incompetent. So they are required to have a, an attorney. If the parents, this is recent law. If the both the parents and the ward are indigent, then you can get a court-appointed attorney. If both parties are not indigent, you still, there, someone will have to pay for that, for the guardianship proceeding. The law does allow that the ward, proposed ward, will pay for those costs and will pay for their, their attorney. That, this is, that's a little more information than, than maybe we need to get into here. But let's say that um, here we have in Utah, we have some classes that you can take if you decide to represent yourself in mm -hmm. court. I, I often meet, uh, clients who took the class a couple years ago. I have, you know, some people who took the class three years ago. They filled out all the paperwork. They still have not filed. That, in my estimation, that's because it is complicated. And if you go on the paperwork that you fill out, is through a court, an online court assistance program, and it is, it's called OCAP. Right there on that, on the, uh, on the webpage, it says, this is not, you know, if you have questions, you need to seek legal advice. Yes, this is, yes, so it's a very, little more complex it's than more, filling it out a form. More, it can be complex, and it also can depend on your situation. In the classes and with the, with the online program, if you just go and fill out the paperwork online, your situation may not fit that. Uh -huh. So, yes, I encourage people to have, have the work done by an attorney, especially if they've taken the class and they just haven't gotten in and filed because they're nervous. They think, I don't really know what I'm doing. 
then I really strongly recommend that you have an attorney. And the services right. you provide as so as an attorney, attorney yes, at Intervivos. So mm-hmm. as an attorney, I have access to the online um, system where mm-hmm. you know we file all the documents online, and they, you know, we draft our own documents. We know what they look like. We know what the court is expecting, mm-hmm. and what the judge wants to see, and how to get you know the best information to the court. So that the judge, when he's making that decision, has enough information in front of him to say whether he thinks that this person really is. And you probably or know not. some of the things that might not have been on the website that would make a better case. Oh yes, yes. But it's not just that. I've gone over. I've gone through OCAP and looked looked over the things. It's just that for a lay person, it it's confusing. Yeah. As yeah. an attorney, I look at it and I know what they're talking about and what they're asking for. Yeah. But a layperson through it several times just yeah. doesn't know that. It's yeah. not it's not necessarily intuitive. Mm-hmm. People can do that though. That is an okay. option. But I really encourage people if it's been three years, if it's been two years, if if you have taken that class and you still haven't filed, I would recommend seeing an attorney and getting representation for yourself so that it actually gets done. Yes. So that makes sense. Yeah. And I encourage in in guardianship, a lot of times it's better to do it sooner rather than later. Now explain that. I've, I've so, heard you say that before. So this is what I have. This is what I have found. Okay. When an individual with special needs is is still at home taking. They're, they're being taken care of their parent, uh, mm-hmm. by their parents. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they have this support system in place that enables them to function at a fairly high level. Yes. But that is because they have a support system in place. Mom and dad if are waking that, them up in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that support system were to suddenly be removed, then that person could have some really bad outcomes. Yes. But as they get older and they have more and more interactions with, with different people. It's very easy for an individual with special needs to be taken advantage of by people. Mm-hmm. I always, we always do the friends. That's what we call them for, for my brother, because there are people who are kind of unscrupulous. Yes. They know this yes. individual is easily persuaded. Yeah. They get to know them. They're like, hey, this is a person who will take us all out to eat. Mm-hmm. If we have a birthday party, we can ask this person to provide all of the pizza, even though we never ask them to come to any other party. Yeah. You know, an ordinary person, a neurotypical person would say, you want me to provide all the pizza to a party? You haven't invited me to a party for six months? Yeah. Yeah. No, why would, would I do right that? On that? But an individual with special needs can have some, some issues there. Oh, yeah. They, they are, want to be lying. They say yes. And if someone says to them, I'm your friend, they may just believe them. Oh, yeah. And I see this time and time again especially with my brother, I've seen it over and over again, where he has been taken advantage of. Uh-huh. But these people, he believes these people. They're yes. cool. They're cool, and they say they're my friends, and it wouldn't be cool to have a guardianship. That wouldn't be cool. I'm a grown-up. Yeah. I make my own choices, things like that. But without understanding that, number one, this person totally took advantage of you and mom and dad bailed you out by providing three or four thousand dollars to cover that yes or going and you know working with the car dealership to get that car returned 
And, you know, there are these different things without looking at that. It's just, I'm not really disabled or it's not yeah. cool to have somebody making decisions for me. But those decisions are what is keeping that individual safe Correct. and keeping them with a kind of a modicum of, and of standard of living. In some really. cases, employed. Employed. Keeping them employed. A, keeping them employed and contributing. So the sooner mm -hmm. after they turn 18. So, yeah, as soon as they turn 18, that's when the law allows you to apply for guardianship. Okay. And if you have a good relationship with your child, there really is no reason not to. And if your child, it may be that your child at 18 simply is not ready to assume the full responsibilities of adulthood. Mm -hmm. But maybe at 25, they are. And that, that guardianship can be revisited. Okay. If there are so it's not set in stone. It's not set in stone. Okay. It can be revisited. We can go back. It could be limited. It could be revoked. If the individual really truly doesn't have any, uh -huh. any really issues, independent. Sometimes yeah. that that is more rare, but that can still that can still happen. But you, what I've seen, which is really really hard, is like an individual who basically as an adult gets reduced to homelessness yes and they they the parents can't get them in for medical care they can't get they're having oh. psychotic episodes yes this is something i've seen a lot of oh that's and a heartbreak but they can't they can't check that child in yeah this this i yeah i've got is there an adult yeah Yes, they're an adult, and so they might doing, be doing things that are life-threatening, uh -huh. that are threaten, you know, other people, but their parent can't step mm -hmm. in and say, you are going to rehab, or you are going to a facility to help you get through this patch. Yes. You know, get you back on track. Get back on medication. Yeah. They could check themselves in, but they can also check themselves out. And it is oh. so hard. It's just so hard. Now, I, I've so. also seen those cases where the parent feels, well, I have a very good relationship with my 18-year-old. He, he, They agree with whatever I suggest. Mm -hmm. I don't think I need guardianship. What, what has been your so experience the, there? This is my experience. Having a good relationship with your child, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. But that's not the pointed issue. It's not... The relationship you have with your child, it's whether your child can truly function as an adult. Okay. If your child really cannot function as an adult, whether you have a great relationship with them or not, you should pursue guardianship so that when things come up, when there's ever a question, you can step in and help them. And it, just because you have guardianship doesn't mean that you have to. Okay. You don't have to always be you know, stepping in and doing right, things, right. but it's just, it's the, the relationship, the good relationship, that's, that's actually not, would that's you, not the issue. Would you say it's more like a safety net? The guardianship. Yes. It's yes, more like absolutely. the safety Cause net. Because maybe your child has never, has never been persuaded by a stranger to do something. Mm -hmm. And so you think, or persuaded by a friend. So you think, hey, we've got a good relationship. My child's very biddable and does what I ask them to do. I don't see any need for this. But the fact is, is that if your child for some reason was off by themselves at some point, which can happen, yes, they could, maybe someone, if they're biddable enough, maybe someone could persuade them to do something they shouldn't do. Yep. 
So there's just, there are things you want to, there's reasons to have that in place that are for the benefit of your child. And also you mentioned earlier, if something suddenly happens to the parent, if the paperwork's already in place. Yes, if you have a guardianship in place, then you would indicate in your will, my child is disabled. This is the successor mm -hmm. that I would like to have as a guardian yeah. if I were to pass away. This more and safety net. Yes, it just adds another layer. So it's really good. Well, it's good to know all these details about guardianship. I know that it's kind of a emotionally charged point yes, when it comes really up in be. meetings. It's like the yes. atmosphere freezes and no one knows quite how to proceed from there. Yes. But it can be a benefit yes, to the absolutely. student. It's not absolutely. the parent. And, taking power. and I think part of it is that a lot of times what I see is I'll see an individual who has for years their parents have just really helped them and been that that support. Guardianship doesn't actually take away from that individual any rights that they've been exercising. Okay. They haven't been. I mean, it sounds very, it sounds so hard. It's like we are taking rights away. Yeah, like, we like are removing rights. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But the fact is, is that you, your child, if your child with special needs has sufficient disability, they are not exercising those rights. Yes. They're not being exercised at all. And you as the parent are making, you know, you're, you're closing that gap so that your child is protected mm -hmm. and taken care of. Mm -hmm. But legally you don't have, you're not, you're not legally responsible. But I mean, there's, you legally don't have the right. So things could change. Things, there are, there are just funny things that happen and suddenly you have a child that, you know, is still incapable of exercising those rights, mm -hmm. but who is being taken advantage of by some person. They end up and in another town yes, with a yes, group of friends. Yes. Something and you have no legal right to, to to go and collect them and say, Hey, we're not gonna do this. Mm -hmm, we're gonna mm -hmm. so, so yeah. Yeah. I it's I think that's something that parents need to keep in mind, just that when they're concerned about taking away the rights, really recognize whether your child is actually exercising those rights. Yes. Whether your child actually has the ability to exercise those rights. That's what guardianship is about. Okay. It's not about taking away rights that a person is fully capable of exercising. Oh. It's about removing rights from a person who cannot exercise those rights. And who really and cannot exercise them in, in an appropriate way. And leaving them with a person who cares about them yes. and is motivated to seek out their best interest. Yes. yes. So... So we really encourage people to come in and do a consultation with us and discuss their child's needs, also their child's, you know, disability level to see whether a full guardianship or a limited guardianship would be appropriate and we can point them in the right direction. Answer any so questions they have? We can do that. Yes. That is wonderful. Genevieve, thank you so much for your time.